Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find our podcast Instagram at happy, the letter N, single. And today is episode 44. You know, I want to first of all thank all of you for listening. We just hit 9,000 downloads this week. And that's just amazing. Like, thank you guys so much. It is so cool to, you know, just to have people that listen and that really get impacted from this and even share it with me about the impact they have that it has on them and, you know, even shares with, uh, share with other people the impact that it has on you. So episode 44, this actually comes from one of our listeners. And you know what? I might just call, start calling listeners that do their messages, that, that send me topics, Jane. Because, <laughs> you know, Jane Doe. Um, so Jane basically wanted me to explore the topic of commitment phobia, including fear of marriage as a major life change and fear of marrying the wrong person. You know, and as I was sitting down and as I was thinking about, actually, I think as, first as, as I was standing up kind of thinking about this, I think so many of us equate commitment Almost like people used to talk about like burning all of our bridges behind us and just going forward with everything that we have. And absolutely, like when you marry somebody, you probably want to be in that boat. At least that's the way I see it. You know, you burn all your relationship bridges behind you and, you know, you you sail off into the sunset, you know, with your with your spouse. But before then, guys, nothing is in stone. Where do we get these ideas that even if we've been dating somebody for a month or dating someone for six months or even a year that we have to marry them? Well, I think part of it is we look back and be like, oh my goodness, I've already spent, I've already invested this much time. Guys, the amount of time you invest in a relationship is a moot point. It doesn't matter. Like when you've made the decision to get out of a relationship or to get into another relationship, the past just doesn't matter. You know, I, I think each of us and like we, we each connect with certain people Sometimes at such a deep level that we're almost waiting for that before we're ready to commit. I I mean, at least that's one of the things that I've done. And on one hand, it's like I know quite a bit of what I'm looking for. And I know what resembles the one for me. And I also, more importantly, know how the people in my life, especially you know, in my romantic life, made me feel. And if they made me feel happier than I've ever felt and just so excited, and there was just that peace, like, there's really something about that. And 
And this is just coming to my mind. So I'm just going to start talking and see what else comes up. Guys, you don't have to go out with anybody. Like, I mean, okay, if you're dating someone for a little while, you still don't have to go. You still don't have to make that decision until you're ready. And I don't even care if they're pressuring you to make a decision. If they're doing the whole, well, it's marriage or it's nothing. Then choose what you feel good about. I mean, usually if somebody's pressuring you into marrying them, that's not the best choice. Just saying. I mean, hey, maybe you're different. Maybe you like people to pressure you into stuff. But I don't think most of us do. There, there's something about agency in relationships that I think is so important. And sometimes we might call it like, oh, you have fear of commitment. No, they don't. They just haven't got to that point that you, they've decided to settle down with you. And the same thing goes for you. If you're the person that's like, golly, why can't I pull the trigger? I mean, this person's great. This person's amazing on paper. Guys, just because you're amazing on paper, it doesn't mean there's any chemistry. I'm sure there's been plenty of times that scientists have got together and they've created this or these really cool things on paper and then they mix them all up together and they explode. <laughs> Just because something looks good on paper, just because your friends say, oh, Joseph, you would be perfect for this girl. Oh, this girl would be perfect for you. I gotta be honest, it's been very rare that that's been said to me that I'm ever like, oh my goodness, my friends were right. And that's not making our friends wrong. It's just, guys, we know what we want and we know what we don't want. And until you're ready to take that next step, don't let anybody pressure you. I, I don't think it's about fear. I think it's about it doesn't feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, then maybe it's not right for you. You know, like, one of the things that just comes to my mind is, I have not found a pair of pants that I love for the life of me since Anchor Blue went out of business. I know this is years ago. I haven't. I have not found a pair of jeans that I put on and be like, oh my goodness, I love these. Okay. I mean, if it was that important to me, I could go and try every pair of jeans known to man. But it's not that important to me. I don't, I don't care that... Anchor blue jeans were actually like fairly inexpensive. They were so comfortable. They were, they were my favorite jeans that I've ever worn. What does it matter? What anyone else says, what anyone else thinks, what anyone else does. Your life is yours. I keep quoting this song repeatedly because I just love the lyrics, but it says, you know, Pink's song, it says, I wish I would have known that my life was mine to choose or that our lives were ours to choose. Your life is yours to choose. 
Nobody else gets to make decisions for you. And guys, if you are, if you are freaking out about taking a step forward and it just doesn't feel right, it's probably not the right thing for you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, or I like to be the bearer of good news. And one of the examples that comes to my mind from that, so the night before I got engaged, I laid on the floor and just just laid on the floor. It wasn't, oh my goodness, this is the greatest thing ever. It was, oh crap. We're, we're already unofficially engaged and we're flying to her hometown tomorrow morning to take engagement pictures. I probably should propose. <laughs> but it just did not feel right. I mean, everything was rust. It just didn't feel right. And I went forward anyways. And after two weeks, I fortunately had a very powerful experience where you know, my, my higher power being Heavenly Father told me, hey, Joseph, this is a really bad idea. No, that's not to say she's not, a, she's not an amazing person. I mean, this has been so many years, like I've, I've actually lost contact with her. But I, she's an amazing person, but for somebody else. I want the right person for me. I don't, I don't give a care what anyone else says about my life. I mean, especially my dating life. And most people have just stopped saying anything. But there's something about, guys, it's not fear. Now, you know, I want to back up on what I just said there. Because sometimes it is. Like, I've shared the example of when it's not right. Now let me share the example of when it's right. You know, I've, I've had experiences in my life where I did feel like the next step was to move forward. And I was scared out of my mind. Oh my goodness, was I ever scared. I told Heavenly Father all the reasons of the world this would not work out. And it wasn't because this person wasn't amazing. It was because, wow, like this is the greatest I've ever felt. This is amazing. Um, but I still don't want it. <laughs> you know, we, we all develop at different levels, guys. And like sometimes that's okay. And, and it's okay to take your time. It's okay even when God tells you to do something to allow it to settle for you. I don't think that God would, I mean, I say this kind of with an asterisk, but I don't think God really ever asks us to do anything that he doesn't say, hey, like, I, this is good. This is like, we go to him, for me, it's in prayer and say, is this thing good? Now, this person I respect or this person that whatever is telling me this is good for me, whether it's a relationship or anything else, we go to him or, or whatever your higher power is for you. And we ask and we say, hey, like, 
I'm, I'm freaking out here. Like, I, I know this is a really good thing, but I've been hurt in the past. And I don't want to be hurt again. Can you just help me to know if, if I feel peace about this thing? I believe that when we're on the right step, it's almost like you're walking a journey and every now and then you just have this person that you come across. Like almost like you're, so almost like you guys are watching Lord of the Rings or something and they're all like the first part where they're just traveling. You know, and if you could imagine other people, you know, saying to them, wow, like have a great time. You're totally on the right road. I believe those little, what other people would call coincidences that happen to us that are kind of about that person or kind of just things that just happen out of the blue relating to that person or that situation. T.S. Eliot had a quote and he said, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. And it's also a little bit like the warmer, colder game. The closer we get to what we want, like we feel peaceful, we feel good. I haven't had it happen many times in my life, but there are certain girls that I have just felt an incredible peace with. Like this connection that is just off the charts level of peaceful. I believe, at least for me, that's my higher power saying, Joseph, like, this would be a pretty great option for you. And you're on the right path. I think when we go to him, you know, when you go to your higher power, whatever that is for you, I like to picture the scene from Hercules. So Hercules, where he goes and he visits Zeus and Zeus wakes up and, and he totally freaks out. And he's like, oh my goodness. And basically just talks to Zeus and he's like, oh, I did this and I did... Actually, the, the, second, the second reunion where he comes back from having done all these battles and he's like, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. Well, maybe we're both people. You know, maybe we're, sometimes we're like the Hercules in the beginning where he goes and he totally freaks out because he's like, oh my goodness, Zeus is real. And, you know, and, and he's like, what do I do? Tell me how to, you know, tell me how to come home. And he's like, you have to be a real hero. You have to be a true hero. Well, I think God is rooting for us so much. And I believe that there also is an adversary that seeks to destroy our lives. I believe in a heaven. I believe in a hell. I believe in a God, a heavenly father, and I believe in an adversary, a devil. And one roots us on and one seeks to destroy us. Oftentimes fear is just our thinking. Interestingly enough, if you've ever been in a, a really life or death situation, you're not fearful. And if you've been in one, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Your mind becomes almost crystal clear, and you know exactly what to do. 
there, there is no fear. Like there's just, okay, cool. This is what you got to do. If this happens, this is what you got to do. If this happens, this is what you got to do. It, it becomes so crystal clear what you have to do that you're almost surprised. So fear is often just our thinking playing tricks on us. If you're in a relationship that is out of this world amazing, the person makes you feel peace, they make you feel like you're at home, and you have thinking pop up in your head that's like, but should I? And if you let that thinking settle and just go back to that place of sitting with whatever you're thinking about, and you can even ask, like you can even ask your higher power and say, hey, I'm having, you know, like I'm having all these doubting thoughts that are creeping through my head. Like, I love, I love the word creeping because, you know, the first part of that is creep. And that's really what the devil is, is a creep. You know, he, cre he creeps through, he tries to creep at our heads. And that's why I call it, well, that's not why, but it actually works out really well that I call it crazy leprechaun thinking as well, because leprechauns are clever. They'll try to make it, make you think it's your fault. It's like that relationship you were in one time and the person tried to make you think it was your fault, even though they were like crazy. That's okay. They were probably thinking the same about you and vice versa. But... But there really is, there's something about that and understanding um, that the devil doesn't want you to be happy and God does want you to be happy. So how do you know if you're going in the right direction, you will feel peace? And you can always ask. You can even ask, hey, is this a good idea to even go on this date? Because sometimes you have a really bad feeling about a date and you go anyways and it's like, well, I knew that was going to happen. Guys, if you already know it's going to be a horrible, horrible date and you don't feel good about it, don't go. I mean, not to be morbid, but some people that feel awful about dates don't come back from those dates. Like, that's just the, that's the world that we live in. We don't focus on that, but you guys, you got you to gotta take care of yourself. You got to pay attention. You know, and kind of talking a little bit now about fear of changes, I think we're afraid to let go of what we know. It's like a little kid that has to let go of the side of a pool to swim to the other side. He has to let go. But he doesn't realize is he's actually got a really, really amazing swimming teacher right next to him that he can't see. That is supporting him. Whenever I've done what I've been inspired to do, God has never left me. Now, please understand some of those things, at least according to my understanding, didn't work out. But he was right there. He was right there with me. I think so many of us are living in, we're living in a very, we're living in a very sheltered life. We're not willing to take even the tiniest of steps towards what we desire. I can tell you guys honestly, 
if you really take steps towards the things that you desire and the things that you feel inspired to do, you will have more opportunities come into your life than you could possibly begin to imagine. It's interesting. I, I have had, so I, I've been coaching now for 18 years of my life. So since I was like 18 years old. And I have had the privilege to work with so many different people. And, you know, they all felt that way too. They, they all were so scared of letting go of the sideline. They were scared of letting go of the edge of the pool. And they did it anyways. You know, and I guess another way to kind of think about it is, you know, we're not, we're not swimming in a pool where we're going to sink and die. It's like we have the little kickboard in front of us. So even if we get out in the middle of the water a little bit and we feel there's nobody there, we can rest on that kickboard. It is okay to take a few kicks, to take a few steps off of the wall, knowing that, you're, that you have this little kickboard supporting you and holding you up. I mean, it's one of the coolest things in the world, honestly, to see somebody wake up to who they are. And usually it happens in degrees, kind of like when you wake up from a very deep slumber. Yes, I just used the word slumber. <laughs> but you wake up from this really deep slumber and you're like, whoa, where am I? But after a while, you get your bearings and you're like, all right, let's do this. I got this. I can make this happen. Our lives are so much more possible than anybody would ever imagine. You know, one of the things that holds us back sometimes is we f like we feel, and we 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 feel basically that, especially as singles, and I I know especially women feel this way more than men, that we have to be married to be happy. And I was there for so many years. I mean, so much so that, like, yeah, I I know that's just usually a concern for girls and not too many guys, but that was me. I was so just wanted to be married like crazy. Okay, well, I wasted a lot of years just waiting around for that to happen. And guess what? It still hasn't happened. Everything happens in its due time. Maybe there's actions that you have to take in your life in order to have that person come into your life. This is cool because I thought about this analogy like, a week or two ago, and now it's coming back to me. So in, in video games, there's in one particular game is a Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And part of it, to get to the, the second part of a level, like one, the New York City level, you have to open the subway. There is no way that you can, get, you can get to the second part of the level without opening the subway. It does not matter how long I played that game. If I played it for hours and hours and hours and hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, millions of hours, it still wouldn't work. But when I recognize that all I have to do is go around 
and collect five simple subway cards? Then it opens. Guys, there, we spend so much time waiting at the gate instead of going and collecting tickets. I don't know. I'm, I'm just sharing with you guys whatever comes to my mind that I believe God puts in there. What are the tickets that you need to be picking up right now? I mean, you, you've got a choice. Like, you can either choose to sulk around and be frustrated and sad and upset that you're not married or even that you're not even dating somebody. Or you can realize that every moment, regardless of where we're at, is a gift. And you can take the actions that you really want to take. I've done both. And I am generally much happier when I do the stuff that I want to do. I'm not saying, guys, that it does not. There, there are certain days that it does. It really stinks to not. You know, to not have that person in your life, to not have that companionship, to not have that person to talk to. I mean, uh, this, way, this week on Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, which you guys know I talk about a ton, and if you guys haven't done it yet, just do it. But the week four is called Media Deprivation Week, so you don't, you don't watch TV, you don't, you, don't, you don't read books, like you don't, do, you don't do hardly anything in relation to this week except basically be with your thoughts and stuff. And so there were a couple nights I was trying to call my nieces and nephews and even my parents and, and everybody, nobody answered. And it was a little bit lonely. But that passed. And then when it passed, I started doing other stuff. Because we have a passing thought that says I'm lonely or I'm frustrated or whatever. But then we grab onto it. We attach onto it. And it's like, yeah, I am lonely. And I'm lonely because this reason, and I'm lonely because this reason. And, and if I would have just been better 10 years ago, then that person would have married me and we would have an awesome life and I would have kids. See, we spin those stories pretty far. And unlike Rumpelstiltskin that could spin straw into gold, spinning your own stories of your past like that is never a good thing. Be in the present. I really do. I think our crazy leprechaun thinking, you know, and that of the adversary and the devil basically keep us trapped in the, the past and the future. The future, like, you know, it's, it's like one, one thought I had is, you know, so many people are like, oh my goodness, I haven't done everything I wanted to do. And one day I'm going to die. And it's like, and then everybody's worried about the day they're going to die. What's well, up, beautiful comic? And it was, posted by, it was posted by a friend of mine. And it said, you know, Charlie, it's a Charlie Brown Snoopy comic. And Charlie Brown is saying to Snoopy, he's like, Snoopy, dude, one, one day we're going to die. And Snoopy basically says something to the extent of, yes, but every other day we get to live. But we don't. We spend so much time and, and, and we start thinking about it. Like, oh my goodness, I have to, I have to figure all this out. And I know that's going to happen one day. And oh my goodness, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is you're not living in the moment. 
And guys, please understand, there is no judgment in any of this conversation. We're just, we're just sitting here exploring. I have plenty of these thoughts, too. What if we did? What if we lived every single moment of our life in faith instead of fear? Here's a great quote by a religious leader of mine named Dieter F. Ochdorf that says, Doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. Guys, we all have doubting thoughts. And they don't leave you feeling peace, which means they don't come from the higher power, they come from the lower power. But a lot of times they're disguised, and we think it's us almost, but it's not. What is it that you guys want to do in this time of your life? What do you want to make happen? What do you want to make possible? You are each so much more capable of everything that you want to do than you think you are. I'm telling you, those things that you're you're being nudged and urged to do by that voice inside, the one that leaves you feeling like those gentle nudgings, those peaceful nudgings, they're just trying to get you to the, the better part of the park. They're saying, hey, let's go, let's go play. I, I get that you want to be on the other side of the park. I get that you want to be on the other level. But that's not where you're at right now. Funny enough, and like that part of the level really isn't that cool, at least in that particular game. It's okay, but the other part has way more stuff to play in and have fun with. And, and maybe they both have their elements of fun. But maybe we spend so much time worrying about how much fun we're going to have in that next life, that next married life where we get the chance to, you know, spend time and. With, with our spouse and be intimate and all, that ama- all those amazing experiences. Guys, you'll get those one day. But right now is your moment to live in this time, to live on this side of the park. What if you sat down And really went to your source and basically said this question of, what's my next tiny step? What's the next tiny step that I need to take in my life? Like higher power, you know my goals, you know my dreams, you know what I really want, even if I pretend I don't want it. What's my next tiny step? You know, if you don't, if, if you happen to follow the Happy and Single page and don't follow the It's Possible Guy page, we're actually about to, my, my new social media manager has some awesome, awesome ideas that we've been discussing and she's able to, yeah, she, she just does an amazing job. And we're going to roll out some really cool stuff on that, really around this, around creating the life that you want, around around what I, what I call the It's Possible Challenge. Guys, everything that you want in your life is there. And guess what? You can try stuff, and you don't have to commit forever. 
you can just try stuff. That's okay. It's okay to try stuff and then say, you know what? I've tried that. That wasn't for me. You know, for years I tried playing the trumpet. I never loved it. And now I spend a decent amount of time playing the guitar. And there's days that I don't love that even. But I do know when I can shred through all these amazing songs, and especially, at least for me, it's more about, like, I love to sing. So it's more about singing and playing the guitar at the same time for me. Kind of that acoustic singing style, like Goo Goo Dolls and, well, I mean, there's plenty more, but you know, all the acoustic stuff I just love. It's just got a beautiful sound to it. What do you want to do? And what is the next tiny step that you need to take? I'm not saying to take massive steps. Guys, when I started this podcast, this was really something I did not want to do. That is not a marketing story. That is not a gimmick. I really, really did not want to do this. Don't turn it off. Like, I, I enjoy it now. For the most part. I enjoy it when I'm in the moment. But when I'm sitting there thinking about, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Um, well, I'm too busy focused on the future. In that moment, the next tiny step is just to sit down and start recording. And then it comes. The same with each of you. You know, I have, I have a mastermind group that I'm a, a part of, or accountability group, whatever you want to call it. And it's really interesting because we were talking about how sometimes, you know, people, they race through their lives. They race through their lives and then they take that brief moment of, of just sitting down and being quiet. Well, every single moment of our life can be intentional. If I sit here and think, oh my goodness, Joseph, I have so much to, I still have so much to get done today, and I've got to finish this podcast, and I've got to, and, and I've also got to be super intentional and focused, because I need to be present when I do this to know what to say. It's not going to come out very good. But when I just come in here and say, oh cool, I'm going to spend between 45 minutes and an hour just sitting and talking to my microphone. I get to explore. I get to learn. Guys, it's important to slow down. Especially big life decisions like getting married and other stuff like that. The only thing you can truly trust is that inner voice, that still small voice, the spirit, whatever you want to call it. That peaceful feeling inside of you that says, hey, you're doing awesome. And each of you are doing so much better than you anticipate. Yeah, we, none of us might be where exactly where we thought we were going to be. But I had this thing, my, my, my uh, social media manager got me to start using Trello again, which is this project management tool. <laughs> now, I've been a one-man shop for a very long time. And so it is much different working with somebody. And her, her name's Julie Siren, if you want to look her up um, on Instagram and stuff. 
but I've been a one-man shop for so long, but I used to use Trello six years ago. Well, I had some stuff still open, and it was all these goals. And you know what? I had actually achieved so many more of them than I would have ever thought. <laughs> I mean, things that now are just like, oh, yeah, I did that. I mean, like getting certified as a life coach. Oh, yeah, I did that. And which, you know, isn't even that big a deal anymore. But at the time, it was a big deal. At the time, I put in like, I don't know, probably but over a year or so or more. Like, we forget how awesome we are. Every single one of us forgets how awesome we are. And I think it's so important that we take the time to remember all the amazing things that we've done. We remember all our bad things because that's what, that, that's what the uh, devil brings back to our minds. Like, hey, remember that thing you didn't do? Remember that thing you didn't do? He doesn't come in and be like, hey, uh, remember that awesome thing you did? That was, that was cool. You know, he doesn't do that. And if you want to just look at that as more of a passing thought that comes through your head, you can do that too. You are each so much more amazing than you could ever begin to imagine. And, when, and coming back to this story about this podcast, like I truly just talking about a tiny step. The tiny step that I did, somebody wrote me a letter that basically said, or a message that said, Joseph, like, am I being too picky? And I had a lot of thoughts about that. So I started recording and did a 20-minute recording, and I didn't end up ever using that, at least yet. But I went from the point of being like, oh my goodness, I hate this, to wow, I like this. I really like this. One of the coolest things about taking the time to do this is simply also myself being taught. Guys, I've shared many times that, you know, at least for a while, I haven't had the best of memory. It's kind of cool with the artist's ways. Some of my memories are actually kind of coming back. I, I know that sounds weird, but they, they are. I saw my childhood bedroom for the first time and like, a long time. We're talking years and years and years just in my mind's eye. Because what it's doing is clearing out all the clutter and all the other stuff. I mean, like we doubt ourselves because so many people, to be honest, were quite horrible to us. When we some of us when we grew up, I mean, people were you know, people were pretty awful to be growing up. Don't worry, I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm just sharing with you guys if you've been in that case. And one of the coolest things I ever did is just go th say a prayer and basically forgive every single one of them. The ones I could remember by name and the others just, well, and everybody else. <laughs> I, I don't think we, you know, we don't want to go back to those things. We don't, we don't need to go sort through all of our painful experiences. It's more about just going forward. And guys, it doesn't matter what your story is. Your story, there's a great book called The Story of You by Steve Chandler. And your story is what ho what's holding you back. Your story is like that anchor. You know, you've got your ship or boat or speedboat, whatever, sitting in the harbor. 
and you keep trying to go and you keep trying to go and, and this anchor keeps holding you down. That's just your story of who you were in the past. Drop it off board. You don't need that anchor. There's that quote that says, you know, ships are safer in the harbor, but that's not what they were built for. You weren't built to stay in a safe life. My life has been very unconventional, to say the slightest. Very unconventional. We were not meant to stay in a harbor. And if you're currently in a harbor, there's no judgment. But you can take the tiniest, tiniest steps out of that harbor. You know, if, if you want to start writing a book, start writing a few minutes a day. And if you want to really see progress, write at least 20 minutes a day. Because it builds momentum. There's a power in momentum that breaks through our old stories. It doesn't matter about all the years I didn't play the guitar. It matters about how, whether I want to make the decision to play the guitar or not play the guitar. You know, it's funny because sometimes when we're doing really good, so I've been practicing the guitar, and then as you guys know, I just got this new guitar that, you know, it basically sat in a closet for like three years. Well, I was playing last night and the strap broke, not the strap, the uh, strap pin on the bottom of the guitar. It stripped out of the wooden hole in the bottom of the guitar. And it was interesting because here I am, it's like, oh, it's probably eight o'clock at night. And I was like, darn it, because I was planning on starting a, a series today that actually won't be started until next Tuesday. So... When you guys are hearing this, it'll probably be within a few days. And I watched a video, how to repair that little hole. And it looks super simple. You know, this guy, all he did is take a one eighth inch dowel and cut it, put some super glue on it and shove it in the hole. And I looked at the video and I was like, oh, I mean, it looks super easy. And still part of me was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to take it to somebody to fix for me. <laughs> but the other part was like, well, if I'm doing this tomorrow, because I didn't find, we, we didn't decide until like 11 o'clock last night to, to, uh, to push back the, the stuff a couple of days. But if I'm doing this tomorrow, I really need a guitar and it's going to be a pain if I don't have this strap on it. So I stopped thinking. I went, actually, I watched part of the video again. It was only like, you know, four or five minutes or whatever it was. And I went to the store, bought the material, brought it home and, and, and did it. And you know what, guys, it felt really cool to do that. It was something super simple, but I was so worried about messing up this guitar. And we're not talking about like a thousand dollar guitar or even I mean, you know, it's a guitar I just bought here. And so it's like, I think to replace, it's probably, I don't know, between $200 and $300. And so even if I screwed up, and even if I screwed it up, somebody else could have fixed it. It's not even an important part of the guitar. Well, how many of each of us do that? We watch a video, we see somebody else do something, and it's like, I could do that, but I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. 
you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, we're, we're afraid to commit because, you know, to doing that guitar because like, uh-oh, I could mess up. Well, guys, you're going to mess up in life. It happens. But I can tell you, a life that is well-lived, you know, I, I remember, I can't remember if this is a story or something along the lines, but you know, an older lady just, you know, sharing that was on her deathbed, sharing with somebody basically like, live every single moment of your life. We live like we're going to live forever, at least when we're younger. And then as we get older, we act as if we're already dying. Well, I mean, if we're being honest, we're dying the second, the, the second after we're born, we're that much, we're just getting closer and closer to death. Well, so now's your day to live. And sometimes phobia or, you know, a fear, it's simply a passing thought in your head, guys. It's simply a passing thought that goes through your head that you take for reality. I mean, think of it as Santa Claus. For so many years, we all believed that passing thought. Hopefully there's no one young enough listening to this podcast that I'd, I'm going to get hate mail from their parents, but... Like, guys, we believe that lie for years. If, we can, if you can believe in Santa Claus for, for years, you could believe whatever story you want. But I think kids have a lot more faith than adults. They are so excited about life. I mean, my little nephew, I joked about, you know, how we wake up from these deep slumbers. He doesn't wake, like, he wakes up maybe from a deep slumber, but... The second he opens his eyes, he's smiling and he's off. And he brings so much joy and happiness to everybody else. Maybe we're so focused on our story. We're so focused on everything happening in our lives that we're missing it. We're so conscious about, oh my goodness, what if I do this? What if I do this? Well, what if you don't do it? What if you don't do those things that have been placed in your heart that you are really inspired by? There's a great video. If you look it up, it's by Steve Harvey called Jump. And in this video, he talks about, and he actually quotes Proverbs 18, 16. Now, Steve Harvey, if you don't know, he's the host of Family Feud. And he's a comedian... And so he shares this cool story about, I mean, the video is amazing. Like I said, watch it. But Proverbs 18, 16, it says, you know, basically, it says, a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. Every single one of you has a gift. I don't know what it is. And I think for so long, we run around. You're going to commitment. I mean, I say I've been a coach for 18 years and I have. But as far as like fully, fully jumping in, it's just come in degrees. I think we have to have more faith in ourselves and in our higher power. That... We're going to be not only okay, but we're going to do awesome and we're going to kill it. 
And we're going to do an amazing job at whatever our gift is. I like this part also. It says, you know, and bringeth him before great men. So we've been given these gifts, and the more we use our gifts, the more we're able to connect with other amazing people in the world. Guys, from somebody that waited for so many years to do what they were meant to do fully, and you know, we're, we're, we're all continuing to get deeper and deeper into whatever we're doing, don't wait. I'm not even saying make a commitment. I'm, I'm saying if there is something you feel inspired or really, really want to do, just start doing it for a few minutes a day or, or 21 minutes. You know, it just kind of comes to my mind that, you know, m- most of you know my, my values and such, you know, being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But in the world, 21 is that number that unlocks things. You know, it lets people, I can't remember. I, I know they can drink at 21 and other stuff. But there is something about that number. And so 21 minutes a day will unlock your world. It will begin to unlock a world that you never even realized was there. You know, I saw the movie Free Guy. And it's actually... Like, I saw Free Guy just a few weeks ago, and it's amazing because here's this man that is living this humdrum life. And then there's an event that happens that sparks him. And when he's sparked, he starts, he actually puts on these glasses and he's able to see this entire other world, all these really cool things. And it's, it's in like a video game type world. And so he puts on these glasses and he starts earning, you know, he starts realizing he can earn money. And he'd wanted these, this new pair of shoes for every day. He'd go and check how much money was in his account. And it was always the same. And all of a sudden he just, you know, re, he's able to make money and he goes and he buys these shoes that he loves and he's super happy about it. What if you could put on a new pair of glasses? And it opened up an entirely new world for you. What if you stopped worrying about committing? What if you just took some tiny steps? Just take the tiny steps. Guys, if you want to take the huge steps, take the huge steps too. But if you're doing nothing now, 21 minutes a day is less time than it takes you to watch one episode of your favorite binge show on Netflix or whatever you watch. 21 minutes. So instead of watching six episodes a night, you watch, you watch one or five, five. And there's no judgment, guys. Every single one of us has been there. I mean, I've had times in my life where I've watched way too much Netflix and I've sat around playing way too many video games. And we have days where we kind of fall in those things. Don't make yourself bad. Don't make yourself wrong. You can put on these new glasses and you can really step in to that which you love to do. And then it will, and then more will open. Like, I mean, I've, I've been doing this, 
you know, podcast now for almost a year. And then after some time of basically handling everything myself, God was finally like, oh, hey, I think you, I think you, uh, here's a person to help you out. And every single one of you will have that happen too in your lives. You will have the help. You will have the assistance you need. But sometimes we got to, generally, we got to start off doing it by ourselves. Now, at the same time, I could have reached out to plenty of people over the past year. We just don't. I mean, every single one of us has people that are connected to us that could help and serve us get further along. But we work in degrees. We learn. We level up. We got to stop beating ourselves up about our progress. You're, you're all doing so much more amazing than you could ever think you are. I really want you guys to think about, if you just did one thing, if you chose one thing that you really love to do or you felt nudged to do or inspired to do, 21 minutes a day, it really would change your life. Now, you may be thinking, Joseph, how in the world is 21 minutes a day going to change my life? No, let me tell you. So for whatever reason, I don't remember why, I did the math on this. But if you spent one minute a day, every day of the year, it, would, it adds up to six hours a year. If you spent five minutes a day, it adds up to 30 hours a year. Ten minutes a day, 60 hours a year. 21 minutes a day is almost 128 hours a year. 25 minutes a day is 152 hours. 30 minutes a day is 182 hours. So if you spent 30 minutes a day, you would get the equivalent of an entire work month by spending 30 minutes a day. And we don't realize that. Like, we don't realize that it is so much more possible to reach the things that we want to in our lives than not reaching them. Guys, 21 minutes a day, that is less than, you watch one less sitcom, one less show, one, ep, one less episode of Netflix. I'm not even asking you to knock off, you know, to stop doing all of those things. Like, I watch shows, I play games, I do that stuff. You don't have to change your entire life to change your entire life. We're talking simple, simple, guys. 21 minutes a day. And we're going to have a lot more about that coming out next week over at the It's Possible Guy page. So if you guys don't follow that on Instagram, definitely go follow that. But guys, 21 minutes a day between getting where you want to be and not getting where you want to be. You know, I like, I like the person that says, you know, they ask the world-class pianist, and they say, oh my goodness, I would, give, I would give anything to play like that. And the world-class pianist responds, well, I gave my entire life. That was what he chose to do. Or she. So guys, you don't have to worry whether you have phobias, whether you have commitment issues. It's simply a matter of, are you going to choose to do it or not? And don't let anybody force or pressure you into anything. You can always go to your higher power, that inner voice, 
whatever that is to you, and ask and say, hey, would this be a good thing for me? You can even ask about these 21 minutes a day. But I can tell you, 21 minutes a day will change your life because there's various things that I do. Like I'm describing to you now. 21 minutes a day will, really will change your life. So that's my invitation to you guys. Today, that thing that you've been thinking about starting, start. That's how we get to the point that we live our adventure, guys. Start. Don't worry about the years past that you haven't done it. It doesn't matter. There's a great adage that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best is now. So just start today. It's always better now than never. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on, and you can even receive a little bit of one on one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes, so you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.